Hello, and welcome to my first podcast. I'm Kara, and I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and rape. I want to share my story in hope of helping other survivors who are ready to share their stories of childhood abuse, not just sexual abuse, but neglect in general. Even if you're not ready to share your story, I hope mine will help you see you too are a survivor and you can have a happy, productive life if you truly desire that. At an early age, six or seven, I remember saying to my mother, you don't love me. I know kids say this when they are upset, but it just stated as a fact because I knew it was true. It took her over 40 years to tell me that I ruined her life. But the truth is, she let my stepfather ruin mine by not stopping him from molesting and raping me. From the ages of 12 to 17, my stepfather molested me and my mother was aware of it and did nothing. I only became aware that she knew about him molesting me and raping me last year. It was devastating and it threw my life into an emotional roller coaster ride. She told me she had read my diary and she had read my nasty little words and that I was a nasty bitch and for me to get out of her house and to never come back and when she died not to come to her funeral. That's what my mother told me after she told me that she read my diary I asked her why she didn't help me she knew why didn't you help me mom if you knew why didn't you help me and she looked at me and she said because it wasn't true even though she read the words that I'd written when I was 12 years old in my diary she didn't even ask me if it were true when she read the words she didn't even make an attempt she just covered it up and hated me and resented me ever since and for her to throw me out that was nothing that I did I didn't do anything wrong you didn't either that was her way of feeling better about it she if she didn't have to see me or look at me she wouldn't have to be reminded that she's a horrible mother I never said anything because I was scared. I was scared of what would happen. I was being threatened. The entire time I was being molested, I was threatened. I was told that he would hurt my mom. He would hurt my brothers. He would hurt my grandparents. He would hurt me. I was terrified. I was terrified my entire life. It messed me up. It can cause so many problems in your life. Uh, Things like depression, anxiety, eating disorders, self-harm, low self-esteem, promiscuous behavior, flashbacks, sex addiction, and the list goes on. Personally, I experienced self-harm from an early age. um, From the, probably immediately after I started being touched. I remember... At first, I would just close my eyes and pretend like I was asleep, hoping he would go away, and it it never happened. He came back, and he would come back, and he would come back. So, I would go into my bathroom and smash my wrists on my bathroom counter, um, cracking my wrists, spraining them, anything I could do to just numb the pain my emotional pain 
If I could just have something else hurt outside of me, I wouldn't have to feel what happened to me. And I did that my entire life. I did it later on as an adult. It just, it continued. Um, I haven't done that in years, 15 years, but it, I did. I, I, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't. That's not going to be helping anybody. Um, promiscuous behavior? Yeah. Yes, I had promiscuous behavior because I was in control. I was in control of who I had sex with. I wasn't being held down and having sex, being made having sex with. I wasn't being raped. I was choosing who I had sex with. It's not pretty, but it's the truth. It's an ugly truth. You can have, you can be addicted to sex. I can't say that I, I'm not addicted to sex. I'm learning that sex is not love. I was taught at an early age, sex was love. Yes, that's what I was told. I'm doing this because I love you. I'm doing this because I love you. Sex is not love. It's taken me a long time to realize that. It almost took me, it almost, it almost caused a divorce for me to realize that sex is not love and therapy. It's hard. Flashbacks. Flashbacks. They're horrible. The older you get, this is the way I look at it. This is the way I feel personally. Everybody's different. Personally, I think the older you get, the more the things come up to the surface. I, I think it's your your higher self, your inner self, your true self, whatever you want to call it, telling you, you need to get this out. You need to heal. The only way you can heal is to talk about it. And it's hard. And if you don't want to talk about it with someone you know, which is completely understandable because of the, the negative reactions you're afraid you're going to get, the being disowned, um, no one believing you, the shame, the guilt, all of that. I understand all of it. I have lived through it. My family has disowned me. No one believes me. I moved two hours away from everyone that I know. My husband and my daughter and myself have moved to a city that we know no one. It was scary, but, and it's, it was fun and scary, and we are still, we're still here. And we will still continue to thrive. I will thrive. I have a wonderful husband who supports me. And if, if you, if you're afraid to talk to someone you know, talk to someone you don't know. Talk to a therapist. Talk to me. Send me an email that's what I'm here for I want to help you I want to help everyone who is wanting help if you just want someone to talk to just to say share notes how did you handle this 
I would love that because I don't have that either. That's why I'm doing this. I don't have anyone to talk to. I don't know. I think it's, I know it's more prevalent than what people are saying. Everyone now is joining the Me Too movement. And I think it's important. It's so important. My rapist is dead. He died um, this year. My mother is still alive. I haven't spoken to her in a year. Actually, today is one year. Christmas Day is one year since I've spoken to her. And I don't know if I'll ever speak to her again. She may pass away before I talk to her again. And I don't really know if, if I'll care. And it may sound harsh, but it's the truth. It's my truth. She knew she did nothing. And she needs to apologize. It's not going to make things right. It's not going to take away the things that he did to me. It's not going to give me back my childhood. It's not going to give me back my virginity. No. How horrible is it? to lose your virginity to your stepfather at the age of 13. That's when I was raped, when I was 13. After he had a vasectomy, after he had, after my mom and, and he got my mom pregnant. After he got my mom pregnant, he had a vasectomy. After that is when he began raping me. So, if you were raped as a child, that's horrible. Even There's no way you can even express in words what that has taken away. He took away your freedom. He took away my freedom. Everything. My experience for the first time with someone I loved was that experience was forced on me by someone who was supposed to be my parent. If you want to talk, if you have anything to say, please, you know, subscribe to my podcast and I'm going to be posting one once a week. Um, hopefully, I hope I've inspired you to seek help or talk to someone, reach out, anything, get yourself healing, and remember, you're not a liar, you're a truth teller. Thank you for listening. Hello, thank you for listening to my podcast. My name is Kara, and I'm going to be talking about my abuse from the ages of 12 to 17, how I was sexually molested and raped by my stepfather. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I wanted to share how it affected my childhood from those ages, from 12 to 17. Um, I didn't do very well in school. I flunked the ninth grade. I had uh, to take summer school. Um, I hung around with some not-so-good people at times, um, was not very popular, um, I 
just despised school I guess is what you can say I hated school because the whole time I was in school instead of learning I was worried about what was going to happen to me when I got home how was I going to be touched was it going to happen tonight you know how long was I going to have to lay in bed awake waiting for it um it was just it was very very difficult um uh, when I was 14, he actually raped me. And that's when it really got bad. It, once he raped me, um, that happened probably, he raped me at least twice a week. Um, I was lucky, I was lucky if it was once a week, but usually it was twice a week. Um, and he was always touching me. He always found a way to touch me. He always found a way to get a sneak in. And if, if you've ever been abused, um, sexually abused as a child, you know that they have, they have ways of touching you where nobody can see. And um, I was threatened not to tell. I was I was groomed at an early age that if I told people that I loved would be hurt. Um, and I later found out that my mother, my mother knew I was being raped and molested and she did nothing about it. And she resented me from that, from the time she read my diary. She resented me and of course I didn't know she had read my diary until last year, which was 40 plus years later. But, um, after she read my diary, she started resenting me. You know, um, she she was a very uh, I don't know. She she <clears throat> excuse me. She slept a lot when I was a kid, a young child. I remember her being in bed, and looking back now, I realize that she was depressed and my abuser actually lived right down the road from us and that's how she met him um, as they were neighbors and she divorced my father and they got married and that's how that's how um, he started abusing me and anyway uh, she she didn't do anything about it and um, fast forward to when I was 14 we were um she, he started raping me when I was 14, and I did really poorly in school. I had, <clears throat> sorry, he, um, he caused me to make really bad decisions in life. I had a really, well, when I was, when I was 19, I actually got pregnant with, not by him, of course, he had a vasectomy, but I got pregnant by my children's father when I was 19, and my mother called me all kinds of names she was very upset with me um I had a miscarriage and when she took me to the doctor to you know to get a DNC she told the doctor that to make sure to make make sure that it hurt so that I would learn a lesson that's yeah that's my mother um um so She's a very passive-aggressive person, which is 
you know, dangerous right there. Um, and then on top of being passive aggressive, she was resentful of me as well because um, I, her husband was raping me. And as sick as it is, she was jealous. I, I don't know why she should have just stopped him. You know, she should have just stopped him. And I was, like I said, bad in school. I can remember, I can remember in school just sitting there dreading going home. And I can't tell you, excuse me, I can't tell you how many times that I thought about crawling in the closet with a shotgun and shooting him when he came home. I didn't do it, of course. Of course I didn't do it. I was 13 years old. I'm not going to do that. But I thought about it. Um, some of the things that I would do to make myself feel better, besides, you know, smashing my wrists on, on the cabinet, you know, self-harm, some of the other things that I would do to make myself feel better is I would, whenever my parents weren't at home, I would go into my stepdad's closet and I would, no, no, this is going to sound gross, y'all, I know this, but it made me feel so much better. I would cough and just spit everything I could onto all of his clothes. I would just spit on everything. And, you know, I was a kid. I thought it was, that was just disgusting and that, you know, that was my way of getting back to him, was spitting on his clothes. And I look back now and how juvenile that was of me I mean I should have just I should have just told somebody but he threatened me he threatened everybody Um, if I told he told me he would hurt everyone that I loved and I believed him um he yeah I I I made bad decisions in life I was promiscuous um uh I, you know, I just, I got pregnant, like I said, when I was 19, and then uh, a couple of years later, I got pregnant again, and by the same man, you know, my, my children's, both of my daughter's father, and ended up marrying him, and he, he was not a very good husband either, he was not good at all, he, he was very verbally and physically abusive to me. Um, he, he did things to me that husbands shouldn't do their wives. And I thought it was okay. I, I thought that's how men treated women because that's how I was treated and my mom let it happen to me. So I just thought it was normal. And, um, I had a horrible marriage, um, just I gained so much weight. I was just huge. And I felt safe being fat. I felt safe. I felt nobody would look at me. Nobody would want to touch me if I was fat and unattractive. I, I loathed myself. I had such low self-esteem. I hated myself because of what happened to me. And it was not my fault. And that's a horrible way to feel about yourself. It's just looking in the mirror and just feeling disgust and anyway I 
I I ended up divorcing him and and I moved back to my hometown on the same property that my mother and her husband lived on. So yes, I moved back with my abuser. I lived next door to him and I, I didn't know any better. That's all I knew. I I took I took all those memories from the my entire life, the memories of what he did to me. I would take them. I created a vault in my brain. I would I created a vault that I had a box in. And I put all those memories in that box and I locked it up. And I kept it locked up for 40, over 40 years. I didn't say a word about it to anybody. Flashbacks all the time. Um, just, it creeps in. You, you can't, no matter how hard you try to keep it locked away, it, it will creep back in. It finds a way to creep in just like the predators find a way to creep in it happens you the only way to heal is to talk about it talk to somebody talk to a therapist talk to a perfect stranger make a podcast this is what I'm doing just to get my word out to to talk and I hope this helps somebody I hope it helps you you didn't do anything wrong I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, these people are evil. And I think the world would be a much better place without them. Um, but thank you for listening to my podcast. Um, if you if you want to talk, if you just want to say, hey, me too. This happened to me too. Thank you for sharing your word. Um, you can reach me. My email is bongglitter. B-O-N-G-G-L-I-T-T-E-R at gmail.com or you can just leave me a message here on my Anchor app. Um, Again, uh, it's okay. It's okay to have whatever you're feeling. It's normal. There's nothing wrong with how you feel. There's nothing wrong with you. And uh, thank you for listening. And I hope you will uh, will speak out as well and, and learn to heal. Thank you.